You're listening to the Surgeons of Horror podcast. Warning, the following podcast episode contains spoilers. Hello, welcome to the Surgeons of Horror podcast. Its purpose is to delve and dissect into classic horror films, both old and new. And uh, we have the uh, distinct privilege to uh, talk about the newly released Annabelle creation, uh, courtesy of Roadshow. Roadshow! Who uh, uh, let us go along and see an advanced screening of this. Yeah. Hence why we were able to sit down and have a, a quick chat and dissect this uh, this new movie. So first, we before we get to that though, I should introduce ourselves. I'm your lead host, Paul Farrell. And uh, alongside me is uh, the big cheese, Anthony Yee. Hello! Hey, Ant. How's it hey, going? Good, man. How you going? I'm good. I'm good. So we're, we're talking about this. Uh, we literally saw this last night um, at the time, time of yep. our record. Yep. Um, and before we kind of uh, delve into the nitty-gritty of the film itself, um, it, we've got to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, Jeff. Which, uh, Jeff. Can you please leave Jeff? Yeah. So the elephant in the room... <laughs> We're going to call Annabelle. Yay! Okay. Um, as in the first film. <laughs> because a lot of people have gone out and uh, discussed their disliking of the first film. And I. To I, the point of like how they hold that green light. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, like, if anyone's tuning in now, we do need to answer the question Is Annabelle creation better than Annabelle? It's better than the original. Oh, better than the other film. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, and and I agree. And I think um, uh, we were so uh, Ant and I were joined by two of our other podcasters, um, Miles and Nick. Miles, um, I feel, wasn't a great fan of it, but then Nick was a huge fan of it. So Nick was a huge fan of the other, the director, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. and um, and so which is interesting because I think we uh, well we sit somewhere in the middle, like as in. It's definitely better than the first film. Yeah, I like it. And and it was enjoyable. Yeah, it was a good film. Our major problem, and this is really interesting, about film as an artistic experience. Yes. Is that we saw with a room full of media guests, the majority, I'd say, weren't horror fans. Yeah, yeah. So it's like seeing a science fiction film with non-sci-fi fans. Horror in particular, because horror is designed to elicit a particular response that is very primeval. So whenever you see a horror film with non-horror fans, it's always a very interesting yeah. experience. And we did. And so it was very hard to gauge, honestly, for me, to, to sit down and do I really like this film? Because yeah. every five seconds, people are going... <gasps> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, but then I think that's that's a good indication of, of your general public will probably go and love this movie. Yeah. Like, I honestly think yeah, that, yeah. that this is a success on its hands. And mm. people will go out and I think it will do well in the box office. Namely because it comes back to the fact that it is still quite a solid movie. Mm. Um, there's lots of kind of uh, tricks that are pulled throughout which will go into you a know, lot of movie details. Tra- but again, it also points out the fact that we're not the audience. Even though we love the genre. Yeah. We talk to the point where we podcast about it. Yeah. They don't make horror films for us. No. It's designed to scare everyday people. Yeah, and, yeah. It does that. So, it's a bit like a comedy. Do you think a comedy is funny? It is always funny when you see a room full of people who yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But then sometimes yeah. you can walk back from it and see it on DVD at home and think, what the fuck was I <laughs> Inversely, I've, I've had experiences where people didn't laugh, and I've, I've seen a film again by myself and go, well, actually, this is not as bad as I remembered it. Yeah, yeah. Reaction, big part of big part. Absolutely, of. absolutely. Now, um... I guess uh, before we go into talking about some of the stuff that we saw in the film, um, let's talk about the director because, as you said, like Nick, Nick, it sounds like Nick is a good, is a big fan, 
they followed his work. Yeah. On, online. So. Yeah, so apparently, like, uh, and I've, I've yet to review, I'm only familiar with the Lights Out short feature mm-hmm. from his short features, but apparently he's got a whole uh, plethora of, of these short horror films. Um, and Nick says they're, they're amazing. And... Um, it sounds like he honed his craft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Films, which yeah. makes sense which when you think about it. Absolutely makes sense. But I like I really like the short feature of Lights Out. I, th- I thought it was a really good good kind of nice. Lights Out is a great film. example how a good short film can really make you change your life. Yeah. As a filmmaker. Agreed. It was a great film. Yeah, yeah, and it went it went nuts virally yeah. and for the right reasons. Yeah, exactly. It's a really good Also it piece. reminded me too that you can have the best idea on paper for a horror film. Yeah. It's just the execution on the day. Yes. If somebody that is trying to be, be scared just gets it right and, and the camera work is just right and the way you cut it just, it, it works. Yeah. And the exact same elements on another day might just, just misses and it becomes fast. Yeah, yeah. It's just like how tricky horror is as a, as a genre for me. Um, it's like comedy. Comedy is really tricky too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a primeval reaction that you can't describe. Yes. Um, yeah, so anyway, so that's that's what I was thinking. That that was actually one of the thoughts that occurred to me throughout the film yeah. as I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of it is set pieces and a lot of it is, is execution, which most film horror films are. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I was, excuse me, constantly thinking, okay, what are the choices he's making here? When's he going to give us a scare? Yeah, how long yeah. can he draw out the tension? And how's the scare going to come? Is it going to yeah. be- and just all the other bits too, the, the imagery that he's hitting us with, the, the, the design, the artwork, um, all of the lighting, which is a big part of the, the James Bond universe, yeah. for want of a better word, is, is it working and, and so Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah that's right. And all these, like, I, I think we'll go into the kind of some of those elements in a, in a bit um, because I think it's worth noting. I, I, will kind of, I will kind of comment on the fact that I felt, you, I felt James Wan's hand is, is a bit more... Uh, Obvious in this one, and I do wonder if he uh, oversaw the rushes or, or something, you know, along the way, as a, as a, um, as compared to yeah, Annabelle. Yeah. Um, and also, like, it's I think it's important to mark too. Like, even though Annabelle technically was the first spin-off that we've had in this universe, this to me feels like it's the first one since they've come out of saying we're, we're expanding the universe. the universe, and it really feels it. It feels richer as a, as yeah. a movie. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, when you do that, I wonder if uh, James Wan has, um, is a bit more kind of hands-on with the overall look and feel of this universe. Um, obviously, he's a busy guy. He's in the middle of directing Aquaman at the moment. So let's face it, he's not going to be kind of across every minute detail. But I do wonder if he's had a hand I in think, the style guide. Yeah, I think it's... I think because uh, this is the thing now, movie franchises are trying to develop universes. yeah. More movies are getting made like television, where you have a showrunner and an overriding executive producer yep. slash director who has say on Final Cut, basically. Yes. And that's ironic because for years television and film were separate. Film was a high, the upper class, higher class, aspiring thing to be. Mm. Television is lowbrow, it's comic books, it's whatever. Yeah. And there's been ever since, ironically enough, the age of reality TV. I think there's been a flip. Yeah. Because reality TV forced drama to become really, really fucking good. Yes. Then came the year of HBO, and television drama is now the thing that actors in particular aspire to. They yeah. want to get a good drama yeah. and storytellers. The best writers realize the inherent advantage you have over a television series is you can really develop your story. Yeah. You see it now in Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. If it was a, even if it was a Lord of the Rings three three hour movies, 
you can't work on like five years of bad guys winning to getting the payoff that you're getting now in season six and season seven where the good guys are finally getting their comeuppance and everybody's going fucking yeah <laughs> because it's been a long time running waiting to see a dragon fly over the horizon and nuke some people yeah yeah so I think that's what's happening now ironically enough now film is really starting to become like TV yeah because they're realising how bankable it is if people get invested in the universe you create yes. not the film you create yes so I think yeah he would I think we've known Peter Jackson with Lord of the Rings. He was directing on one set whilst looking on a TV monitor that was giving a live feed yes. to another city across the country where they were shooting second unit stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Lucas was doing the same thing too with Star Wars, the prequels. Yeah. I'd easily imagine James Wan, but that's his life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shoots Aquaman, goes home, eats a microwave dinner, <laughs> and then gets back into it. Yeah, I, I can fully see that. Mm. So my, um, my only other thing I was going to say about Sandberg, the director is that his first feature, Lights Out, which was an expanded version of the short feature, yep. I went on record as saying like it was the worst film horror film of 2016, <laughs> um, which I still stand by. And so I kind of was really nervous about coming into seeing this yes. film. And I can definitely say that he brings his A game. and he's, he, it's, it's a solid, solid film. Like, much better. Much, much better. I feel like the narrative is... is uh, it links a bit more. The journey is a bit more cohesive. I would argue that some of the dialogue is a bit rapey. Did he write it? I, no, no, no. The writer oh, the same was... same writer, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the same writer. So his name's Gary Dalberman. So he's the same writer of the original Annabelle film. Right. And he was also uh, on hand to write the new It film. Ah, oh, that would be really... Was he co-writing the new It film? Or was he one of the many 28 writers? <laughs> Pro- probably. I have yeah. to look that one up. Uh, he wrote the screenplay for the new it film. He's also uh, behind the screenplay for the new nun, the nun spin-off as yeah. well. So he's very much uh, encamped within this kind of new universe that yeah. James Wan universe, Conjuring universe, um, for all the spin-off stuff. So yeah, kind of. So in, again, so I think television franchise. He's yeah. basically signed to a TV series, a yes. series where he's a staff writer. Effectively, yeah. it was not like film where you go in for one project and you move on to the next. Yeah, it's exactly. really really interesting. I, I agree. I think I, I, Lights Out was very disappointing. I, yeah. It made you think, because when you heard, oh, they're going to turn this really brilliant short story into a, a full-on universe, yeah. the first thought was like, well, obviously, good luck. To, obviously, they've got the work cut out of them, but they know the story better than you and I, and obviously, they've obviously put some thought behind it. Yeah. To us, it was just a brilliant execution of a really cool idea. Yes. And the answer was no, they didn't. No. <laughs> they were just as stuck as you and I were. We were like, we don't know what to do, because the story is really dumb. Um, and the yeah yeah it was just fun. but this is good news because he le- he's clearly learned yeah absolutely he sort of been smashed because you know well, making films is a confidence game yeah he was co- yeah he did well so he's also uh, apparently been announced to direct Shazam um, I've heard that which is the next one so this is uh, the story of a boy who's given the ability to become an adult superhero yeah. in times of need that's a DC universe with a single magic word yeah. Did you know that Shazam is actually stronger than Superman? Did you know that? No, I didn't. I thought Shazam was the app. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, he was a genie in a 90s TV show. Okay. No, because I was always curious about Shazam. Yes. Captain Marvel. Um, because as a kid growing up, they looked alike. They just had different oh, colour skins. They were both yeah. strong. They looked like they were physically big guys with short dark hair. Um, square jaws and they mm-hmm. had capes and one had a different colour scheme to the other yep. and one of the coolest things they never cla- they never fought when I was a kid but they had, they had one Superman comic book where they had a 
Captain Marvel clone. Yes. He was, he was Captain Marvel in anything but name. Yes. And they fought each other, and it was really cool. Yeah. Because their powers are alike. But they've since said that he's actually stronger than Superman because his powers are based in magic. Ah. So he's one of the... Because the whole thing about Superman is that he's the god of all superheroes. You can't... I mean, Thor can't beat him. Yeah, yeah. Hulk can't beat him. But Shazam can. Ooh. In a straight-up fist fight. So interesting. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And also, too, the reason why there's a Captain Marvel in... Uh, it's a long story, but Captain Marvel, the name was copyrighted by Marvel. It got let go, and Marvel claimed it. Yes. So DC couldn't claim it back. Okay. So they had to call him Shazam. Right. And that's why they've always kept a Captain Marvel. And there's always been a lame superhero, but they don't care. They don't want to keep the name. Yeah, yeah. And it's only when they turned into a woman that, that she kind of got traction. Yes. Which is why there's a... There's a film coming out with it. Captain yeah, that's Marvel. right. Yeah. Cool. All right, so... Well, that's close to Annabelle. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's all relative because yeah. we're talking about Sandberg. And, there's, you know, and, and he's obviously going places. Like, he's yeah, stepping up and becoming bigger. And, you know, much respect to him. And I think going by the tra- trajectory of, of what we've seen, I think there's some good stuff coming from him. Hmm. So looking at the, uh, the actual plot line of Annabelle creation, so the, the concept of it is, is that we're following a group of girls that uh, move to this place which is started off with a new orphanage, which is like this remote countryside that looks like Australia. It's Australia. It um, is, I'm 98% sure it's the same country house in the middle but nowhere, Queensland, that they used in Saving Mr Banks, yeah. which was a house set in Queensland. Yeah. Um, it just feels, the, the countryside, the light feels Australian. Yes. Um, yeah, it just feels like Australia. The so fauna, we, the fauna, the flora. There's no, no animals. <laughs> no. The, I mean, you know, the kangaroo bound the past, that was a bit of a giveaway. But <laughs> uh, that could have been American kangaroos. Really. Could have been, could have been. Also, all Australian cast. Virtually. Not all Australian. All I mean, the adults. The adults. The two adults. The two adults. So let's talk about those two. So we've got Antine Dopalia, who plays the uh, the father figure um, of of the girl, Annabelle. Um He's a doll maker. His name's Samuel Mullins, and he is a doll maker. That's right, makes dolls. Um, and we see him at the very beginning creating Annabelle. Annabelle. Number one. Number one. 1 100. 100 was 100. Yeah. 100. 100. Limited edition. Limited edition. Yeah. Um, and uh, we also meet his wife. Miranda. Is Miranda Rado, who to me is Lord of Rings. Irwin. It's Irwin. Yeah. Um, and she plays Esther Mullins in this feature. Um, they have a daughter, as I said, called Annabelle. And they call her Busy Bee. Busy B, B Mullins. That's her, that's her nickname. So they don't reveal that her name is Anna, B is short for Annabelle. Until the end. Oh, yeah, I never really got yeah. that. <laughs> you were too busy snorting coke. I don't know. No, he, uh, yeah, she, they don't reveal her name is Annabelle today because they called her B, so mm. you assume it's for Belinda or something. Yes, like, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's right. Um, but unfortunately, like, fairly well. So, what, about 15, 20? Minutes in, maybe less than that, um, Annabelle she gets pancaked. Hits, gets hit by a car. Yeah, can I just say that that was really horrific for me? Yeah. Um, only because uh, when I was, uh, my niece, when she was much younger, did did basically what um, B does in the movie. She yeah. We were in a car park, going to an RSL, parked in the car park. She was quite young. She ran out from the car. She just got out of the car. She ran out into the main traffic. Shit. And um, easily could have gotten killed. And yeah. we all lost it. Big time, yeah. and it's it's very it's a very real thing, you yeah. Know? Uh, as a parent for a young kid, which you are, yeah, I know. Was just, that, yeah, that moment yeah. itself, like when it happened, it, it was harrowing. Yeah, when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah. Moment. And the way it's done, and like people saw it, they giggled, yeah, because it was such an because the way it's done is very matter of fact. Yeah, it's how it's, it would happen. Yeah, um, and it's just that horrific thing where you just can't help but 
laughing hysterically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's yeah, pretty full on. Yeah, it was full on, wasn't it? And so like, uh, so this was as I said, I think I mentioned it like in the first ten minutes or so. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of cut to like twelve years later, mm-hmm. um, and this is where we pick up the story from the orphan girls that arrive. So there's about six of I think six, six girls, two teenagers, yep, two tweens, and two younger, two younger girls. Tweens. Yeah. So um, both blonde. Yes. And there are two. There are two leads, effectively. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I thought um, I thought both of them were really good. Like they they, they were very really good. stood out. Great performances they were from very, them. Very very good. So um, the the young of the two is a, is her character's name's Linda. She's played by Lulu Wilson, who uh, people might recognise her from Ouija Origin. Ouija or Origins. Beatles. No uh, example. Another great example of a of a prequel that ended up being made and but being better than the first film. film. Prequel made after the the first film. And better. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And she's great. I mean, and you, you talked about this before too. Hollywood attracts the best people because this any film that hinges on kids is really, yeah. really tough. Yes. But these two kids, this girl in particular, um, obviously she gets horror because she's done one. Yeah. But she gets horror. She's got the eyes for she, horror. She does, and she doesn't overreact. She reacts <laughs> no. just right. Yeah. And the other girl who plays, who's slightly older, is yeah, Janice. Janice is very good too. Yeah. Um, She's uh, played by Talitha Bateman. Talitha Bateman. So the way it's set up is they're, they're orphans. They're all orphans. Yes. And I know for a fact the way it is with orphans, the older you are, the tougher it gets. Yeah, yeah. people want to adopt kids young. Yes. And Talitha's, the, the character, has is, has polio. Yes, that's which right. Which back in the oldy times, yes. that's another un, unattract, un, unattractive tick against her name. Yes. So they're all feeling their age. I mean, I don't know how the teenage girls feel about No, me. no. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. They're virtually old enough to be adults. Yes. But um, the thing is with these two girls is their, their big horror is that their big fear is that if they get one gets adopted out, yeah. they don't see each other again. Yeah. And they're trying to they they make a vow that they somehow try and stay together because they're their closest sisters. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and I yeah, and I, I found that really uh, really kind of cool because they do turn up as, to this remote kind of house in the middle of nowhere, and it happens to be that it's um, it's the Mullins' house, so Anthony Pallia and comes in yeah Randall also. Um, we learned that Miranda Otto has become bedridden at this point, yes. and so that we'll only ever see, prim- primarily see the, the father figure yes. in this. Um, the girls aren't on their own though; they are accompanied by a, a sister called Sister Charlotte, yes. um, who's their kind of guardian, I guess. Yeah. Um, and she's there to kind of oversee, make sure that they're okay, and settled into this new place. Um, something that struck me—I um, don't know if this is the right point to mention it—but in their attempts to uh, protect themselves against this demonic figure that is Annabelle, mm. um, they do try and use religion quite a lot, and it just seems like it doesn't work. There's a lot of elements <laughs> in it. Yeah, there's a lot of... Which I found a really interesting yeah. Yeah. comment. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, at one point later on, spoiler alert, yeah, she, and this demon goes after the father. Yeah. He does everything right. Yeah. He might as well have just... Throwing a rock at a tank. Yeah, it was it was mind blowingly insane. And no, I guess yeah. we'll get to that uh, in due course. Um, but, but yeah, it's like, that classic thing of like you want to get to that moment of people saying "God help me." Mm. Like in like in, in a real like one of the teen girls gets attacked later, and she's praying to God. Yeah, because you think she's fucked. Yes, and like you do sit there thinking, in this universe, what does God do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. clearly it doesn't. Work. And my big thing too with any horror film, you, you know, I've said this before. Yes. Yeah. Your demon, for whatever reason, kills a person. Yeah. They become, they enter your world. 
Yes. You'd condemn them to hell. They go to your demon from hell. They go to hell. They're gonna go to go. What the fuck was that about? <sighs> they can not be. They can lamp you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how it works? I don't know. <laughs> but say like a ghost killing a person. Why yeah. are you doing that? Because you've just turned them into a ghost, and they're probably gonna have an issue of you killing them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, but yeah. Anyway, back to the house. <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, yeah. the key thing really, though, is with the two the two young girls, so Linda and Janice, we focus primarily on Janice at the beginning. Yes. Um, and she even says, like, uh, she's the weaker of... Physically the, weaker. Physically weaker. So when she's the first person that starts to unco- uncover that there's some strange goings on in this house and it might not be as uh, as quiet and... Peaceful. Peaceful as, yeah. as would appear. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, in a confession to the sister... He even says, like, you know, I, I think this place is haunted and... Stopped uh, up, sis. Let's get yeah. And, uh, and it's hunting me because I am the weakest. So yes. she... Res- and, that, you know, she resigns to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, essentially, the film itself is a lot of these kind of, like, set pieces that are set up to kind of scare and kind of bring us out yeah. of um, of our comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but it has this interesting thing too, where you have a number of people in a house. Now, the traditional yeah. horror formula, you knock them off one by one. Yes. Because they're in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. So yes. To get help is not going to be easy. Yes. But they don't. You can't. You, sure not, you also realise you can't really do that as no. a filmmaker. Because as soon as any one girl dies, you, you would run out of the house and, well, yeah, and say yeah. this is not this place isn't safe. Yes. So he has to scare, and he does. The demon scares every one of them. Yes. And some of them sort of struggle off as like. <laughs> A misunderstanding. Yeah. Like two of the, the two teenage girls get scared by presence, and I think it's the wife. Yes, that's right. Where, whereas the other girls, yeah, see some much weirder shit. Yeah. And all of this has becomes a creepy house. So, so, so for me, it becomes a creepy house, but there's no element of danger because nobody's going to die. No. Until it reaches a certain point in the film. And yes. And then all that's wrong. And then it all, cut, yeah, yeah, all under. But that's the interesting thing for me. It has to be set pieces that just scare you. Yeah. So how do you how do you ratchet up the stakes? Is interesting. Yes. Question for me. To answer as a filmmaker, as you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, um, but yeah, I mean that—that—that's what it is. It becomes a series of weird shit happening. It starts off on on the the, the, the polio girl. Yes. Because um, it's the the creature is trying to entice her. Yes, her. that's right. And it does it by there's there's a classic there's a locked room. Nobody goes in that room. Yes. And B, which we discover is B's old bedroom. Bedroom, yes. Yeah. And, and uh, I've been there through a via an Oculus experience. Yes. Thanks to Roadshow. Um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, because it actually explained to me what that room was. Because I did, I saw, I did this Oculus experience before I saw the movie. Yes, and so I'm like, oh, okay, that's what that is. Okay, okay, <laughs> the Punch and Judy show. Okay, I get that now. Anyway, so uh, B um, has this trick with her dad. She plays like a hide and seek trick with him. Yes, where she leaves notes for him, saying, "Find that's me, right. find me, find me." Yeah, and so this little girl's these this girl sleeping in a bedroom at night and the snake come, note gets slid under the door yep. saying fire me yes. that's how Annabelle ties her yeah lures her in to yeah. open the door that's right yeah and she, opens, she goes to the bedroom and then which it happens and then she this is where she discovers the doll though from the yeah, locked door yeah there's, a, there's, yeah there's a closet there's a closet there's a little there's a little uh, dollhouse yeah and through the dollhouse there's a key there's a key and the key there's a locked door yeah and she unlocks the door down and lock the door. And then what's in there? In there is Annabelle. Yeah. And there's, the room is covered in paper. Yeah. Torn out from a book. Yes. Which you later find out are passages of the Bible. Yes. Because Annabelle's, Annabelle's been locked in there to be surrounded by the Word of God. Yes. So basically they, they um, 
blessed that room. Yes, that's right. To lock the door. But it's an interesting thing too, like, there's this great sci-fi trope where, like, an evil creature will feed off fear. Yes. So your big thing is, like, don't be afraid of it, you don't feed it, right? What the creature does is that it makes you scared by coming at you with a knife or something. Yeah. And so your heart rate goes up. So I like that thing of, like, Annabelle's safe as long as you lock her in that room. Yeah. But there's, like, a great loophole, like, she can totally get you to unlock it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so what's the fucking point? I know, I know. And that's exactly what happens. The kid opens the door. Once the door's open, Annabelle, Annabelle's out. She's out. Effectively. Yeah. Because uh, she closes the door, door opens again. She locks the door, door opens again. Yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's a great little moment. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, yeah, I think, like, without kind of going into too much detail of the plot line... The uh, uh, because uh, you know the, the, we want people to go out and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, giving it away. Yeah, yeah. but um, I mean, we can give it away and talk around it. But um, I kind of don't want to kind of spill out every single thing. So like essentially, as we kind of fast forward a little bit into mm-hmm. the into the plot, um, like you said, each of the uh, teenagers or each of the kids are scared in some way, shape, or form. The, mm-hmm. the twins are telling ghost stories to each other under a sheet yeah. with their torchlight and. This kind of entity, which they think is the mother, yeah. walking around with the bell, tingling, which is a great, another Did great you hear the, moment. Was my hearing going? Because a lot of time initially when the bell first started ringing when they're having dinner, yeah. I couldn't hear it. Oh, really? Could you hear it? Yeah. My hearing's going. <laughs> I think I've got an ear infection. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so like we, we presume it's it's the mum mm. figure, and um, and just as it comes around, it, it does this moment where it kind of comes in through the sheet, and there's yeah. this kind of very quick kind of cut. It, it looks, looks like a doll. It looks like a doll, yeah. It's like half a heartbeat. So, yeah. again, it's how the, again, it's very interesting. I'd imagine it was a cut they would have reviewed yeah, a thousand times. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is how much you're revealing. Yeah. And how much you reveal something on a big screen is different between you and a yes. screen. Yeah, look, it's all, all very good. Like, it's that whole thing of you terrorising these kids. Yeah. Just enough to make them want to stay in the house. So, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. thing you can't overdo it. Um, you're introduced to a scarecrow. A scarecrow, yeah. In the, fuck, in the barn out Just looks like a sca- normal scarecrow yeah. at this point. But uh, two people on the podcast made the observation, like, that's the next franchise. <laughs> it started as a joke, but I think it will be the next yeah. franchise Could it thing. Be. Also, Even though it clearly is the demon that possesses the, the scarecrow. The scarecrow later on. But you wonder. Somewhere. Well, yeah. they introduced the nun. They had the nun in it, which was great. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool moment, yeah. actually. Was, so yeah. this was just with the sister character. Yeah. Showing an old photo of her and her fellow sisters. In Romania? In Romania, yeah. yes. And uh, she's showing that photo to the father, father Mullins character. And he's the one that notices that there's a strange figure lurking in the shadows. And he says, who's this? Yeah. And it kind of reveals itself and kind of does Yeah. Really weird, yeah. And so, which is a good little good little moment. And we, we yeah. as an audience no, can it see is. that it's, yeah. it's Balak, yeah. the nun. Uh, so that's nice. Yeah, that was um, a good touch. Um... Uh, yeah, there's also a lot of moments of light in the photo. There's a, there's a photo. Yeah, that was really cool. Of uh, the daughter of B and, and, and Annabelle. Annabelle. And the girl takes it off the wall to look at it yeah. in bed at night. And she realises that if you look at it with the light a certain way, Belle's eyes are light up. Yeah, like, yeah. As if there's two pinpricks behind the eyes. Yeah. Or like the reflective eyes. That's right. Yeah, and that's really cool. I, I like that bit too. Yeah. There's, like I said, there's lots of like, nice little moments in there. Mm. And when uh, the, another good example of. Uh, which I think was a real hats off to the the director here, and Nick made a comment of this too, is the bit where um, uh, Linda goes, they're playing hide and seek, and she goes and hides under the house. Yeah. And she sees the Annabelle doll, 
kind yeah. of in the darkness yeah. and then you see the two prim prick eyes for a moment ah, in the right. shadows yeah, yeah. and then and we we as an audience or normally when you go to see a horror film you're used to things coming out at you yeah. left right and centre but what he does is does the reverse of it flips it because we're watching this shadowy figure behind the doll and all of a sudden the doll just gets dragged quickly backwards yeah. away from us but it's still enough to make us go fuck yeah um, it's a great yeah it was a really good technique and he does something very similar later on with um, with the Janice girl so when she has her big kind of moment uh, mm. when she faces the demon as it's uh, coming out and yes. presents itself to her um, so she's having to use one of those kind of uh, stair lifts uh, yes stair lifts uh, it was made for the, the mother who's invalid yeah. yeah. So she, which works chair, well. It's a chairlift, sorry. Chairlift, chair yeah, yeah, sorry. That was my fault. So she uses this chairlift. Yeah. Um and um and there's a bit where she, she has to be strapped into it. I forgot about that. Work. Yeah. Um and so she's running out of the bedroom to try and get away from this demonic figure and this shadow is creeping in and getting closer to her. And she's trying to work the scene, can't get down, and then she realizes she has to strap Absolutely. herself in. Which I forgot about. And she gets about cool. halfway down and yeah. the power goes out. Yeah, and, and then yeah. it starts to wheel her back up again yeah. and you see her getting closer you can see Annabelle the girl yeah. not the doll the, yeah. uh, the girl standing at the top and you're just like fucking oh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the next thing we see is, is her body getting thrown off from the yeah. top of the stairs um, yeah. it was a great yeah great moment it's almost like with the possession films the possession can't happen straight off the bat they yeah. go through physical trauma first yeah and then yeah because that's yeah, yeah, well, that's it, exactly, exactly. Oh, you can give that away, that's cool. The, um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And so look, we then kind of get this point where she, when she comes back, she's, she's a defeated person. She's, like, lost all... Up to that point, she was actually quite a strong yeah, character. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, OK. And, and the wind is knocked out of herself. It is, like, and she's really, like, given up. And the sister's saying, don't give up, whatever you do. Yeah. Well, the and, sister makes the point of, like, you're not... You're weakest physically, but you're not weakest... Spiritually, yeah, and that's the one that counts. Yes, uh, which is a good point because uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Because the wind is so knocked out of itself when you get dropped from a two-story balcony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I guess she feels you feel that she's the only one who believes, and this yep. thing's kicking the shit out of her. That's it. And she's now invalided into a wheelchair. Yeah, uh, and she couldn't walk properly anyway. Yeah, and yeah, and that's when she's like, she's really vulnerable at this point now. Yes, and then yeah, boom, it hits her again. It does. It comes out. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're out in daylight too, which, which is, is kind of a nice little touch again. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and we just get this. Uh, so she's sat in the wheelchair outside, and just suddenly this kind of hand that doesn't look like it's owned by the sister yeah. comes out and starts pushing her quite forcefully towards the barn yeah. and throws her in. And there's this kind of whole kind of she hides, and then the Annabelle girl ghost comes out hunting for her in there. The girls are outside with their sister. They break in, and then we get the whole kind of, I call it the omen moment. Yeah. Where the girl turns her head around towards the camera, and yeah. we can see that she's, she's not, not herself. She's not herself anymore. She, she says she's, she's fine. Also, the possession also happens with black vomit in the mouth. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot that. Bit. Which is also how it happens in the Conjuring. And it's also how it happens in uh, Outcast as well, I believe. The TV series. Oh yeah, yeah, right. It's yeah. all about the black kind of. Vomit. Vomit. Kind of so stuff. if you try to avoid being possessed, close your mouth. Yeah, close your mouth. Because that's how they get in. Uh, but I kind of like that. So when does that happen in the country? Remind me. The country is when the mother, uh, she's resting in the bed. Yeah. And because uh, it's finally, they, they feel they're getting some hope. And uh, 
and she goes over the rest of the bed, and the, and the mother, the, the female uh, Famaga character, yes, is doing all the laundry. Uh, and the yeah, wind yeah. blows in the laundry and blows a blanket up to the window. That's right. And just sees the demon woman in the window. Yes. And the demon woman floats over the mother. That was and great. Vomits yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a cool moment. I forgot that. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so it's all good. So at this point, this is like we're coming to the climax of the film now, essentially. And this is where now that Janice has been uh, effectively possessed. Possessed. This is where the other girl, Linda, then, which is a lead, she becomes a lead, which is an interesting flip, um, as a storytelling technique. You know, it goes from the, uh, the first Janice's gaze to this other girl's gaze. Yeah. And she realizes her friend is not quite the same. No. No. That's and she right. she thinks the doll has something to do with it. Talks to the father about it. He's been carving out a a, um, a crucifix. Crucifix. Because yeah. he, he's starting to realise that something's not something's right. Something's not right with yeah. the house. Yeah. And he thinks he tells he talks to his wife. and says, well, "I think this is a mistake to bring the girls here." Yeah. Which you kind of think that's what Animal did. Yes. To try and appeal to their penance because they're trying to make up for what they've done. Yeah, yeah, that's which it. Get revealed later as to what exactly they did do. Yeah. Um, and that's because she needed a vessel, and yeah, yeah. she gave one and twelve, one and six. So one of, one of them's going to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's got a crucifix and he talks to her and the little girl says to him, blah, 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 the doll. And that's when the father loses his yeah, shit. Yeah, that's what it. Doll, what doll, what doll did you yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, And she reveals, oh, we found the doll. And he's like, fuck. Yeah. And he runs into the house with a crucifix and he hears a noise in the dining room. Yes. Runs out and then, but in the end of the dining room table, sitting is the Annabelle doll. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And again, non-horror fans... And the audience were going, ooh, and that's when we were laughing. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know, okay, cool. So, anyway, so here, this is the moment where the line gets crossed because something happens at this point. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and and we have, uh, and I found it a really, I thought this was kind of an interesting moment. I think Miles disagreed with it, Mm -hmm. um, but I kind of liked it where where, uh, the father, Marlon's character, comes up with the holding the crucifix in front of the possessed kid. Yes, who's in the, yeah. And as she backs into the shadows, you get the demonic eyes, eyes thing happening. Um, and it, uh, it becomes the demon. It becomes the demon, that's yeah. right. And then uh, it's charging towards him. And he uh, and this is where he's holding up you know, the crucifix. crucifix. And then all of a sudden it just breaks his, his fingers. fingers back, one, snaps them back yeah. one by one. I was like, oh, that's really nasty. I yeah, know. it is. Yeah, I think it was pretty good. It was yeah. pretty powerful. You probably would have dropped it after the first breakage. He holds on to all five fingers. And, and yeah. still holds it with his thumb. Some, and then that gets broken. And yeah. then he thinks maybe I should drop it. I would, after the first one, I probably would have gone, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. like, but uh, yeah, and that's when they... they uh, he gets killed. He gets killed. And yeah. <laughs> the sister finds him after coming up from grocery shopping. And they're like, oh, well, we're going to call the police. And stay in the house. And <laughs> 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 um, they can't explain how he died. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I found that bit. That was one bit where I went, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's just died. His fingers are completely broken. Yeah. You're still gonna stay there. In the house. You'd be like, no, fuck out of there. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. But, because uh, at the very times. least, based on the empirical evidence, there's a very violent criminal who breaks fingers somewhere lurking around the house. Yes. Or in the house. Yes. Leave the house. <laughs> Leave the house as an option. Yeah. They so stay in the house. They do stay in the house. And this is also the moment where uh, the sister, Charlotte character, has the talk with the mum. And this is where we find out the backstory. What happened? And basically, um, I mean, we kind of already said it, but, like, the uh, they... Because out of grief and loss of their daughter, 
they start to look at other means to try and uh, bring their bring daughter back. back in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. They do so, but it's not their daughter. It's a demonic presence yeah. taking on the form of their daughter, daughter, and the daughter pleads for them to put her in the doll. And then that moment is the doorway in for the demonic. Yeah. So that's what that happens. And they realise... Yeah. And then Demon uh, fucks up the mum by cutting off half her face. Yeah, so I wondered about that. So, like, we're, we're, we're shown at the, uh, f- some way prior to this that the, the mum wears, like, this mask over her face. Yeah, fan of the opera type mask. Yeah, and I kind of thought, I don't... Uh, my instinct was I don't... I didn't think she got hit by the car. You know? No, she didn't, yeah. So I was wondering how that happened. Yeah. So I assumed that was... I did assume that something had happened. Yeah. That made them go from, like, this is a good idea to maybe not so Yeah, much. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it was. She, she realises that, that it's not her daughter. Yeah. She tries to form her own exorcism, which is walking with the cross. Yes. And the demon takes great exception to this. Yeah. Grows, takes the girl's daughter's body and grows to, like, eight foot tall. And this is, this yeah. is where I, I go back to how I think James Wan had his hand in this, right? right. Because it reminds you of the conjuring moment. Yeah. Uh, for the crooked man moment, sorry, yeah, right, right. Two, yeah. where it's the dog, and all of a sudden it kind of contorts and then becomes this the crooked man. Yeah. Crooked man. Yeah, and I yeah. felt like it's a very similar technique than you. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I wonder if that was a, oh, yeah. a comment led by that. Maybe. But anyway, this, this demon now literally slashes its claws across yeah. Miradado's face. Yeah. Takes out her eye. Takes out her eye. Fuck me, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's awesome. And then Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> Bad, awesome. what, what did you say? <laughs> yeah. uh, but then, so what they, they realised they fucked up, and that's when they put Annabelle, thanks to the help of two million yeah. priests, inside a room, surrounded by the word of God. Yeah. They bless the room, lock the door, all done. Boom. And then 12 years later. 12 years later. The kids arrive. Yeah. The, the, the Annabelle demon knows how to play a long game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the room going, oh, fine, I'll fuck you later. It's all oh, good. I'm right here. You know I mean? Yeah. So, okay, game on now. Yeah, so then we get like uh, all hell breaks loose in, yeah. in the in the house. Now it becomes like a real haunted house kind of moment. Like crazy shits happening all over the place. We essentially are de- dealing with two things here. We've got the de- demon mm-hmm. itself plus the possessed uh, Janice. Yes, roaming around inside this house, kind of attacking people left, right, and centre. Yeah. Um, the girls, the older two, and the younger. T- the twins, the twins, and the two and two of the other girls go running out of the house. Yeah, they have an encounter with the. They go running out of the house, trying to get out in the car. Yeah, that's when they have an encounter with the scarecrow. Yeah, um, and the oldest one, they run into the barn. Yeah, and the oldest one, the oldest one, runs into the barn first. Yes, and sees the scarecrow in there. The other three were like smart enough not to go in the barn, and yeah. as he predicted, the door slams. So she's cut off. She's cut off inside there. And this is quite a good, like, another good set piece because this is where we see the scarecrow again. Yeah. And we knew it was coming. Mm. And, um, and, yeah, it's, it's pinned to the wall. Mm. And, uh, and it starts to... You see the demon's claws come ripping out of it and then yes. pulls its yeah. mask off to bear some teeth. Yeah. And while it's doing that, the lights start to go out one mm. by one. And this is a very Sandberg trait because we saw it in Lights Out. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. I'm like, okay, there's your signature. You like darkness. You like to yeah. kind of snuff Shadows. out the light to yeah. really um, kind of showcase uh, where these evil presences lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, presence lie. Um, but it's a great moment, yeah. And she, this is a bit where like the last bulb is lit, and she climbs up the step ladder to try and keep That's it so fixed. Dumb. I know. I was like, <laughs> yeah. 
again. Not for the first time. Anyway. Um, and yeah, and of course, the demon kind of comes out to attack her, but she still manages to get she away. Gets One of her mates pulls her to the window. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like one of those things where the demon is like, I just want to fuck you there. Yeah, maybe that's just kind of it, though. Like, who it was. Because you feel like the demon could have taken it at any time. Because all it wants to do is is uh, enter into the world, yeah? Yeah, which it kind of had done. It's done it, so it's just well, playing just now, fun. I reckon. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, it's so, um, yeah. The sister goes and checks on Miranda Yeah. She's not in a good way. No. <laughs> Man, severed. She's literally severed in half. Half, and half and of it. Like, crucified. The top half, crucified, which is a really, like, graphically... It's yeah. one of the few times where Gore's, like... You've earned that, so it's yeah. really cool. I was just like, oh, that's yeah, nasty. That's, yeah. yeah, it was good. It was a good little moment. So, yeah, she's she's out for the count. Yeah. And then uh, then the sister goes to find the other two, 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 young, two girls. young girls. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and she, this is the bit where religion doesn't work because she's yeah. praying when yeah, that's right. a girl comes in. Janice, the possessed Janice, comes yeah. in. And she just literally gets lifted up off the ground and then thrust yeah. against the wall so that she's out for the count. Yeah. Um, and the two two girls, the one of the girls manages to get out, yeah. but the uh, Linda character is then stuck in there. And then we get the whole dumbbell waiter. There's a dumbbell waiter, yeah. And she's literally a rock between a hard place because yeah. she escapes from the Janice girl who's got a knife down through the dumb waiter, comes down to the bottom, and that's where she uncovers the mum, the severed mum, <laughs> crawling yeah, after her. Which is very... Yeah. I've just seen um, the latest Resident Evil animation horror film. Yes. It's a very Resident Evil look. Moment. From the shadows. Yeah. And the half demon yeah, yeah, yeah. after. It was very... Cool. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then we're... Uh, so she's kind of like literally stuck between them. She gets back in the dumb way to kind of thing to pull herself back up. Yeah, she's and she's just like, play. where are you going to go? Yeah. And then there's a really great moment where the demon starts clawing its hands up on it. But yes. its its weight is actually pulling... Her yeah. Up. yeah. So she realizes that, and which goes to show how it's a good moment because it shows Linda has got smarts, and yeah. so she kind of then grabs hold of the the rope, and so as the demon pulls the thing down, she gets pulled up. Yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, that's actually clever of you. Yes. Um, yeah, that was kind of cool. The actual end of the film, if you want to talk about that, so stop listening now if you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah. Do we talk about that? Yeah, yeah, we can spoil. I'll, I'll put yeah. a thing on this to say that there's spoilers. Um, is that. Yeah, it's uh, basically, yeah, the, the two girls, the Linda and Janice, are confronting each other in Annabelle's room. Yeah. And Janice is about to fuck her up. And the sister recovers, comes out of nowhere, throws. She actually, that's right, she, she confronts Janice, who's got a knife. Yeah. And Janice stabs the sister, but the, the sister she has Annabelle, the doll, between her. Yeah. So she stabs Annabelle, the doll. Yes. She has rosary beads, which she throws around um, Janice. Yes. Says sorry, throws them both into that room again. Yeah. Locks the room. Throws a dresser in front of it, so yeah, yeah. like fuck off out of there. That's it. And, and the police the kind of come and uncover it, though, don't they? Yes. But they find the doll still there, yeah. but Janice isn't, and there's a whole yeah, like Shawshank Redemption yeah. style on the wall to get <laughs> yeah, out. To get out, and we don't know where she is. And then the conclusion, the lovely conclusion, of the priests comes in. The, that, there's a priest who drove the bus. Yes, who's the father, so and so, because the sister can't be near. Good comedy father. moment. And the father goes. This house is cleansed. Yes. And he actually seems, he seems to know an awful lot about it. Yeah. And he says, yeah, she was using the animal doll as a gateway in here, but so but it's here now, so the doll's empty. It's just a doll, so who yes. wants it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the five girls just give him the best <laughs> fucking kidding. <laughs> and so the doll is destroyed. So the interesting thing is, that's not the animal doll. Not the animal doll that we get to know later on. Because that doll gets thrown in the boot of a car. Yes. Then an interesting thing happens. It goes to 12 years. No, it goes into what happened to Janice. Yes. 
and then and we end. follow her. Yeah, 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 that's right. So we pick up the like Janice has turned up at um, orphanage. an orphanage somewhere, somewhere. That's right, somewhere, somewhere. And uh, and these two uh, parents come and adopt her, and I was like, hold on, they look familiar. Yeah, and it's because they do because yeah. they are the mum and dad of the grown-up Annabelle in the original oh. Annabelle film. The one, so just to remind you, so she's the one that went off and joined a cult. And we only hear whispers of this from because it's told. From, we are obviously told the story from other yeah. characters in the in the, the first film. Um, but yeah, we had the uh, we had these photos up on you know of Annabelle aging through aging, yeah. And they morphed her face into the yeah, which adult is cool. actress. It's, and that, it did work. Yeah, it did into the adult actress Annabelle twelve years later. Yeah, the parents also, incidentally enough, when they first meet young Annabelle, they give her a gift. Ah. And it's a ragdoll. It is. And the ragdoll looks exactly like the real-life Annabelle doll. The real-life Annabelle doll. So Google it, shit. Yeah, Google yeah. it. Really, That's a good cool. nod, I thought, yeah, as well. Yeah, really cool. Um, but yeah, so the adult Annabelle, now then, 12 years later, uh, cuts to the parents' house as a break-in. Yeah. They wake up in the middle of the house. Um, the father goes out the door to investigate. And then Annabelle, adult Annabelle, comes in and says, hello, Dad, and slits his throat. Yeah. And, and then she gives a knife to her boyfriend who climbs on the bed to try and kill him. He's going yeah. to kill mum. Cuts to the neighbours who wake it up in the light of the disturbance, and that's where we pick up from the the first, uh, the first yeah, film. So we, they pick up from the uh, Maze character from the first film. Yes, uh, and I thought, ah, oh, the set was complete. Yes, uh, so it's gone from a good, decent horror film. You're about to enter it into ninety minutes of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, dear, dear, oh dear. But I got her back to do because I assume that wasn't from the film. Actually, the I don't know. I had to because it is the same shot. Is it? So okay, so I maybe do it wonder is. if it oh, is the okay. same. They've just used the, the same shot, or whether they reshot it. I don't know. Because the noticeable thing is, which you, I for me, the noticeable thing is, which you turn to the husband. Yeah, you can't see his face. No. And then the only other shot you see there is a big wide shot of the street as he walks out to... I remember he walked out to investigate. That's right, yeah. Because Annabelle comes into her house and holds a hostage. That's it. But you couldn't see his face again. So I assumed they couldn't get that original actor to come yeah, back because yeah. they couldn't convince him to do it. Maybe. So, so I assume they would be shot at a la Back to the Future 2 style where <laughs> Elizabeth Shrews suddenly the girlfriend. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. I don't know, seriously. I'm but, not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, look, it's a nice... I mean, you know, the thing prequel. Yeah. Married yeah. up to the thing. That's quite right. Nicely yeah, exactly. It does a very similar thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah, I thought I was. I actually kind of had a moment. I was like, oh, nicely played. Nicely yes, played. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so that kind of rounds out the, the movie itself. The only thing I forgot to mention was the fishing rod bit. <laughs> she fishes for ghosts. She fishes for ghosts in it, which was another bit. Like, unfortunately, that's a bit of a down moment for me because I was just like, what, what the fuck? For me, I mean, it was again, people were losing it because it was quite scary. Yeah, it's a, it's a long, it's a long story. But the young girl finds yeah. a toy, which is a gun that shoots a rubber ball on a string. Yes, and you literally wind, wind the ball back like a fishing rod. Yeah, and for some reason, she knows she knows her, her friend's being possessed. It's yeah. the first night afterwards. Yeah. Um, her bedroom, she now sleeps alone in the bedroom she shared with the girl. Yeah, the yeah. girl uh, sleeps downstairs now because she's injured. Yeah. And so she knows that there's a ghost in the room next to her. Yes. So she doesn't close her bedroom door. She leaves it open where she can't see in the darkness. Yeah. And fires this rubber ball and wind it back like a fishing rod as if she's fishing for a ghost. Yeah, yeah. What was, the fuck? I know. It's a really weird... Uh, like, it's... it's it's a really weird moment and it that unfortunately did take me out of the film for a bit because I was like what the hell are you doing yeah it was really odd but then it is followed quite quickly with a really cool bit when she jumps into the bed because she feels like the, you know she can yeah. see the presence of the scene coming 
and, and then we hear the yeah. And she kind of looks down over the top because she's on the top of a bunk bed. Yeah. Looks down, and you can see like this sooted kind of footprints. Yeah. And then she peers over the other side against the wall, and we see the Annabelle doll staring up at her. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a nice. It was a good little moment then, but it was just a shame it was preceded by this kind of really comical Dumb. moment. Yeah. Um, and close the fucking door. And close the fucking door. But spirits can go through a door. <laughs> Spirits can go through a door. They're not like fire. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, but it was just like yeah, it did take me out. And so there were like so there were some kind of niggly things, as I said, yeah. along the way. There are some bits that jar a little bit. The dialogue, as I said, is a little bit clunky in places. Mm. But having said that, there are some good, genuine kind of scare moments. Um, it is a roller coaster of a ride when you watch it. It's enjoyable. Yeah, it's much much better. Much. It's, much it's a haunted better. house film, and it's done well. Like the thing, our other podcast, we talk about dolls. Are dolls scary? Yeah. Yeah. I think they succeeded in this, yeah. too. There was yeah. moments in it that slightly plays with the comical. Remember I said, in order to get it right, it has to be kind of comical in places, but it also needs to be scary in places. Yeah. There's a comical moment where said gun that we were talking about, uh, the girl accidentally fires it, and it hits Annabelle. Yes, it does. Square on the face. And, and they're talking. It, it looks round at her. Yeah, well, they're talking, and then they realise, they look back at it, and, yeah. and Doll's suddenly looking at them. Yeah. And they're like... Wait, didn't we knock the head the other way around? It's yeah, a yeah. lovely moment where you can't say that doll move, we can. Yeah. But it's more comfortable to just go, oh, I'm leaving. And that's what she does. She, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. she fucks off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But that was a good moment, yeah, I thought. So, and that was kind of comical, but kind of scary in the yeah, same yeah, place. And yeah. I thought that's, it's when you, ba- it's a fine line balancing that, but when you do it yeah. and do it well, then it pays off. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, there were moments of that in this film. Um, like so, I think that's kind of us on on talking around this. Unless there's anything else you want to add to the to the no, go comments. see it. It's a very good film. Go and see it. I think. I mean, we've talked through it. Yeah. Hopefully, you've seen it and you can listen to our thoughts and add your own thoughts to it. What What did you think of the film? Um, but yeah, I thought it was a, was a cracking piece and uh, yeah, really really enjoyed it. And yeah, it makes me my. I kind of want. I was hoping that Sambo would would bring it for this one because, yeah. as I said, I was disappointed in the last one that he did. And I really and I felt he did. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. Also, that'd be cool. I can't wait to see it. Is like is an understatement. I seriously. This is a big film for people in their thirties. Yeah, it's a like massive, massive film. Uh, Like the book for me, like Stephen King, like it and Christine were like big, big book book moments for me as a kid when I was reading, first discovering Stephen King and and books in general. Like, who is this guy? And you're tapping really into his world and. Falling in love with it. We've got so many friends who aren't horror fans who want to see it. A lot of them yeah. are women too. It's really, yeah, 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 yeah. Really cool. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I, I saw one. I completely forgot. And I've got a clown phobia. So how weird is that? Yeah. Maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe could be. Tim Curry is very good at it. So Tim we're... Curry is great. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see. Uh, see the. Uh, <laughs> I think I remember from the original. Like... <laughs> it was John Ritter. Through his company. Yeah. What a weird. <laughs> anyway. Cool. All right, well, uh, on that note, uh, thanks for joining us and listening to the Surgeons of Horror podcast scene. We've been discussing Annabelle creation. It's out in the cinemas now. Go out and check it. Um, and thanks again to Roadshow for kindly letting us go along and uh, check in the advanced screening. Thank Until you. then, this is Anthony Yee. Hi, mate. And I'm Paul Farrell. Goodbye. You're listening to the Surgeons of Horror podcast. Music supplied by Peter Nezik. For more discussions or podcasts, head over to surgeonsofhorror.com or head over to our Facebook and Twitter sites for the latest news and updates.